Hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And today you join me here on a wet and windy Auckland day. Great to have you here in my kitchen with me today for day 115 of our 365-day devotional journey. Let's have a look at our scriptures that we're reading today. They're in the descriptions on every platform. That's what you call them, the descriptions on every platform. Let's give them a read today. Psalm 51 verse 1 to 9, Luke chapter 22 verse 63 to chapter 23 verse 25, and Joshua chapter 8 verse 1 to chapter 9 verse 15. So those are our scriptures for today. Let's see what we're drinking for our brew. Struggled there, had a bit of a hiccup. Oh, I hope I don't have hiccups throughout this. That would be a huge disaster. It is the last time for now with our Kokako Mahana blend. This is the last time doing this, and I've only got a few little, you can hear them, little beans left. Today I'm having it as a plunger. So with my friend's help at Butt First Coffee, I've made myself a plunger for today. You can check out the brewing method online. Now, look. I got it tasting really good in the Chemex in the off week. I talked about that a couple of days ago. Today, I'm giving this a try again to try and see if this is going to be any good. So looking forward to sort of getting this one done. I think I've I kind of I've had enough of this blend. I'm happy to try something new. The tasting notes are chocolate, caramel, and spice. And this is supposedly what it's designed for, the espresso and the plunger. So let's give it a try today for the final time and see if it tastes any good. Let's give it a go. Very hot. Wow. Jeez, that's good. Mmm. That's really lovely. Yeah, you get a chocolatey caramel. It's very light chocolatey caramel flavor and there's just a hint of an after vibe of spice on this. This is lovely. I'm really enjoying this actually. Now the beans are a li- probably just getting on the old side. So these were fresh beans. I can imagine this really popping off in terms of the flavor profile, in terms of how it feels in the mouth. I reckon this is this is actually what this is designed for. It's designed for plunger. It's not as good as an espresso and it's definitely not good as a Chemex, although I did get it there. Just keep bragging on that. But as a plunger, that's lovely. I really enjoy that as a plunger. I thoroughly recommend giving this a go as a plunger it's got this lovely little coating of spice at the end that just sits on your tongue like a little it's quite good I, I i really am enjoying that so give that a go it's the mahana uh sorry the uh kokako mahana blend that's what that is and i got that in beans that's lovely give that a try as a plunger if you're a plunger lover you'll love this plunger that's it though for the that's it for the bruce today you're a plunger lover. That's it for the bruise today. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. The psalm that we're reading today is written after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. This is a powerful moment in his life because not only did he commit the adultery, he also sinned then to cover it up. The psalm asks the question, sorry, asks us questions we need to answer for when we find ourselves in trouble. The first question it asks us is, who do you pray to? David cries out to God and prays a prayer to the character of God. David isn't praying out of legalism or religious intent, but he's crying out to a God that he knew and he knows deeply. So my question is, is, do you know the Lord? Who is it that you're praying to? Are you praying to a God who does stuff for you? Are you or are you praying to a loving father? The second question we have to answer is, what do you pray? Is your prayer just nice words? Is it a series of asks? 
is a collection of all the biggest words that you know. David prays, but he doesn't just pray, he confesses. He confesses of his iniquity, his transgressions, and his sin. To confess is to say, God, I've done this. I'm aware of it, and I take responsibility. And God desires this kind of honesty with him. The third question we have to ask is, well, what do you ask? David's ask is for mercy, that he would be washed, that he would be cleansed, and that his sin would be wiped out. David makes it clear that he needs God to work on him and his sin. The fourth question is, what do you believe the result will be? I think sometimes we pray without knowing what we want the result to be. Jesus, he asked the question while he was on the earth, what do you want? Do you want to be made well? He asked the question. Sometimes I think we pray and we just hope that things come together. But David says, let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. David knew that God would hear him and restore him. So therefore he knew the result would be rejoicing. Friend, you need to know that God will hear and restore you too. And my prayer is that at the end of your uh, at the end of your answer, you would also, or the result, sorry, the end of your result would be rejoicing too. Remember that the book of Luke, it's all about facts, right? It's he, the, 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 he just write the book, you read it, and it's just clinical when you read it. When you read Luke, it can be a bit clinical, but you need to know that what this book is seeing and seeking to do is to show us the amazing truth that Jesus did in fact die for you. Again, we're reading the cost that Jesus paid for us. He was mocked, beaten, insulted, falsely accused, ridiculed, and eventually crucified. The book of Luke tells us that Pilate, he surrendered Jesus to their will, being the people in the crowd. That's verse 25. People can be feral, hey. We can be very nasty. And ultimately, this is what the will of the people was. It was that Jesus suffered a death and punishment that was unfair, cruel, and nasty. And showing us that Jesus was surrendered to the people's will, we see that all who were there were responsible for Jesus' death. Everyone present played their part. From the most noble and holy to those who were just spectating, all played their part. And the book of Luke tells us that they all acted with one voice. Unity can lead towards some pretty ugly places, even in the name of God. The religious leaders believed that they, what they were doing was the right thing and that this personified honoring. Oh, and, and for me, this is what I wrote. They, they believed that they were doing the right thing. And for me, this personifies them honoring God with their lips, but their heart being far from him. We must be so careful what we lend our voice to. Hey, not everything that sounds righteous is. Jesus was blameless, holy, pure, without blemish. And he paid the price, a horrible death for us. And I never want to forget the sacrifice he paid as my substitute. It was, however, all part of God's plan. He has a purpose for you. God is in control of the universe. And in our passage in Joshua, we see an example of God working on man's behalf. The people of God had failed in the past to take the city of AI, which obviously means artificial intelligence. <laughs> no, no, not quite. But they have failed, right? And now God uses their past failure as part of the victory plan in chapter 8, verse 6 to 7. Sometimes God uses the failures of yesterday to help you have successes in your day today. This is not saying that we should be okay to repeat our mistakes, but more understand that through our mistakes, God can turn them around and use them for our good. This is what Jesus did on the cross. He took all of our failures and he turned them into action that led to success. The greatest victory of all time came because Jesus took our mistakes, our shortcomings, our failures and turned them around for good. We want to be perfect, but that's not God's will. God's plan is to allow us to walk through mistakes so that he can turn them around and help us step into miracles. Verse of the day. 
verse of the day, Psalm 51 verse 7 says, Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. All of Psalm 51 is a great psalm for if you've royally slipped up. This verse here highlights the need to be cleansed. David asks to be cleansed with hyssop. hyssop. Now, hyssop, 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 is, uh, that's an odd name, hyssop, hyssop. Anyway, it was a plant that priests used to purify and ceremonially cleanse. See, David here, he's asking for purification and a deep cleansing. God does this. Now through Jesus' blood, we're washed as white as snow. And that is it for the Daily Brew today. Done and dusted. Thank you so much for joining me. Day 115 wrapped up. Congratulations, day 115. It feels like every day that we're in the hundreds, I just feel so excited. Uh, congratulations. I'm praying for you, by the way, if you are reading the Bible alongside this devotional plan, which you definitely should be doing, by the way. But I'm praying for you that God is speaking to you through the scripture. There is so much revelation that God is revealing through his word. And I pray that you're getting some of that as well. A massive thank you to everybody who's already followed and rated the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and to all of you who have subscribed on YouTube. Make sure you click the bell so you never miss a devotional upload. Like this devotional video and take a moment now and share it with someone who you think is going to be benefited by this free devotional plan. We want to get this out to as many people as we possibly can. So please do me a favor, share it on social media, tag me in it, I'll repost you as well. Hey, that is it though for today. Done and dusted day 115. We'll see you back here tomorrow for day 116 on the Daily Brew. If it's the start of your day, have a great rest of your day and less sleep time. Good night, sleep tight. And we'll see you back here tomorrow for another day on the Daily Brew.